In this episode, we hear from Sarah, and she has a really interesting letter because her family is cowboy stock. And so mm-hmm. not just good old Mormon stock, but cowboy Mormon stock. cowboy stock. Yeah, and her mother was amazed that in Relief Society, they didn't know how to clean a gun properly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Tired of learning how to quilt shit. That's <laughs> uh-huh. probably what she wanted to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a great letter with some unexpected twists and turns. Twists and turns. Mm-hmm. We go from cowboy stock in the American West to... Scotland, where I found out there are no Mormon temples. That is the best piece of trivia I have heard in so long. That's like the best news I've had all day. I love it. I want to celebrate. I'm going to go get like a like a Scotland shirt. I'm going to celebrate with a cup of apostate lesbian coffee. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. You know what else we could do? Get that and put a little bit of Bailey's Irish cream in there. Okay, uh, not Scottish. Fuck, what is it? <laughs> it's Irish, or they wouldn't call it <laughs> Irish cream. We could put a little <laughs> scotch in it. <laughs> that could be a thing. Oh, you know, I, w- I would love to say cut that, Dan, but I know it's staying in. in. Oh, for oh, sure. God Do you know me? Damn it. Um, you know what? In your defense, Shelly's still relatively new at this drinking thing. That's true. So let's cut her some slack, everybody. <laughs> Fuck me. All right, should, really we, should we get to the letter and I'm going to be embarrassed? I'm going to revel in this one for a little bit longer. Yeah, let's, uh, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, I'm Mary. I'm Shelly. And this is episode 22 of LDL Letters. Letters. The Latter-day Lesbian Midweek Mail Podcast. That was very sing-songy. <laughs> did you like it? I did. You know, uh, I have it memorized. Mm-hmm. Wow. I sure do. I That's know. badass. Well, I have to keep that straight from the regular intro of That's our That's true. They're different. Thing. They're you, a little bit different. You do confuse them sometimes. Sometimes. The, but you know what, though? Through the magic of editing, no one is the wiser. <laughs> I forgive you every time. Uh, oh, I, that okay. That just speaks to how wonderful <laughs> I am as a human. Thank you. Wow, Shelly. <laughs> I'm That's kidding. That's quite the stretch. Can yeah. we talk about something before we do letters? Something that I'm super excited about? You may talk okay? about it. Um, we have partnered. Mm. with a company by the name of Apostate Coffee. Yes, we have. ApostateCoffee.com. And they are so damn amazing that they <laughs> sent us some samples. Oh, yep, they did. We sure Allowed did. us to pick our favorite. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is now called the Latter-day Les Bean Blend. Yeah. It's the Les Bean Blend. It's the so Les Bean. I think they shortened it. That's fine. Les Bean Blend. They did, but that is special for us. It is. And, you know, I'm super excited about this because it was, I don't even remember what episode it was. And I, I was talking about wanting to find a coffee sponsor mm-hmm. so we could have the Latter-day Lesbian lesbian Blend. Mm-hmm. Remember that? I do. And I'm like, I don't know how you're going to do that. But boom, you manifested yeah. the shit out of it. And that is amazing that that happened because um, there was another coffee company in Utah, Salt mm-hmm. Lake City, that I had uh, approached and never heard anything back from them. So. Mm, you know what? Fuck them. Screw we them. have apostate coffee mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on our team. We are on their their team. They are super fun to work with. Their coffee, by the way, is amazeballs. It's super delicious. Smooth. It is. We, yeah. we filmed a short little video of us tasting it for the first yeah, time. Most people probably know about it at this point. If you're on social media, you've heard about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but if you're not on social media, so you're hearing about it right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So check out their website, apostatecoffee.com. Look for Lesbian Blend. Don't tell Sam Young that we got to choose our coffee first. 
Oh, that's right. They have his <laughs> blend on as well. Sorry, Sam. We picked the better one. Actually, they're well, all ladies good. Ladies first, yeah, I guess. That's maybe. true. Ladies first. Sam would have said, no, no, let the lesbians yeah, pick first. Well, maybe that's how it went down. It could, we because don't Sam's know. pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I'm super excited that we have a coffee blind. I know. And you know what? I love the apostate coffee folks. They're really amazing people, and they're great to work with. They're great. They are brand new to the game and are excited. They have that brand new to the game excitement. They have that new coffee smell. <laughs> they do. So let's support them. You know, I yeah. love a good ex-Mormon company. I love to support a good ex-Mormon company. And so. a good ex-Mormon cup of coffee. Oh, it's not like you're that? supporting shitty coffee and just doing it because they're ex-Mormon. Like, no, no, no. Well, there's it's no really way to really coffee. support Mormon coffee. That doesn't exist. That's no, not a thing. post them, but they, they don't. <laughs> post them. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not coffee. I know, I know, I so, know. So, okay, again, doesn't make sense with the uh, hot beverage problem. Yeah, you can drink Postum. It doesn't make any sense, Shelly. Are you trying to make <laughs> sense of nonsense, Mary? Yeah, uh, right away I'm going to start thinking that's all fake. So you're not supposed to drink caffeine-free coffee, by the way. But Postum, you can. You know, no words. <laughs> I'm just baffled by this ridiculous religion. I would love religion. for any current Mormon listener, all one of you who are left, <laughs> to... Call me or send in a message because you might not have my number. Uh And if you can explain to me this whole hot drink slash coffee Mm -hmm. word of wisdom thing without saying God said, God said, or follow the prophet, (laughs) like I will send you so much money. We'll oh, easy. They can't do it. It doesn't make sense. We'll send them some apostate coffee. (laughs) I'll agree to that. Yes. Now remember, you can't say God said, and you can't say anything about following the prophet. You have to make sense Mm -hmm. of the word of wisdom, the way it is interpreted. Okay. Good luck to you. (laughs) Be eagerly waiting those letters are Mm going to be flooding in. I know. Let me me (laughs) clear out my email box so there's room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Get right on that. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? Those of you who are ex-Mormons who heard that challenge, challenge one of your Mormon friends and send that shit in. Okay. Say, help me make sense of this. And we will send them some apostate coffee. Oh, there you go. (laughs) So if you have a current Mormon friend who is willing to explain to you the whole coffee, tea, hot drink shit without using the term the prophet said or God said... And you can get that to us. We will send you some apostate coffee. What about coffee. Joseph Smith said? Joseph well, Smith prophet. didn't say, okay, yeah. he was a prophet. That's true. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, challenge accepted maybe to a couple people. I'm mm-hmm. not really sure. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that shit, by the way. Yeah. I can't wait to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shall we get into the letter <laughs> Oh, that is why we're here, today? isn't it? Yeah. So I think we are going to have time for just the one. Okay. But that's fine. We've yeah. been doing that lately. This is from Sarah. Can I say something real quick? Yeah, say something. When you all send in your letters, we would prefer if you keep them under about 2,500 words or we can't. It just runs too long for the space we have for the letters podcast. Okay. Good to note. Thank Mm -hmm. you, And Sarah kept it under 2,500 words, so here we go. (laughs) Look at her following the rules. Mm -hmm. Good job, Sarah. Okay, Sarah writes, I was born in the covenant to first-generation converts. My father joined the cult back in the middle of last century when he was in his early 20s and too old to serve a mission. He was already an independent adult when he joined. Oh, God. He chose that. Mind-blowing. Uh-huh. But his entire family cut him off. You know, that happens, mm-hmm. right? I met his brother once at my father's graveside service. He had other family, but as far as everyone else was concerned, he was on his own. Yeah, because he joined a cult, right? You know, what's interesting is Mormons are just so up in arms and horrified that people would cut off their family members for joining Mormonism. 
Yet Mormons will cut <laughs> off family members for leaving Mormonism. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Wow. Huh. Interesting, isn't it? That is a really good point you make. Wow. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <sighs> My mother joined separately. Wow. Also uh, um, just volunteered to do that sort of thing. Clearly hmm. they didn't tell him all of the bullshit. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, when she was in her late teens. Yeah, it sounds like it might have been uh, completely separate. Well, she says separately. So there you go. I'm going to make that a <laughs> Why don't you read first and then give your commentary <laughs> commentary? Yeah, okay. okay, we're going to do that. <clears throat> read first, then commentary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Her brothers and sisters, my gran and grandpa on that side, joined at the same time. My grandfather left the cult after only a couple of years. Go, grandpa. Yeah. He loved his pipe. And one day was told, if you don't stop smoking, your wife will be taken from you and given to a worthy man in heaven. (laughs) Oh, that is some fucked up low Uh Mormon shit right there. It's true. Uh, He left church that day and never went back. Good job, Grandpa. Mm -hmm. Way to flip him the finger. (laughs) My mother's family is all cowboy stock, with a ranch in Wyoming and another in Colorado. One of my aunts, or maybe aunts, I'm not really sure. Aunt. Okay. Okay. Is still running a dude ranch in Montana, putting city boys to shame. My father was stationed in Colorado and met my mom at a church dance. Wow. Uh, did they have one of those steak dance cards or kits or <laughs> Likely something? Likely card. Oh, she would have the kit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, only the women or girls get the kit? Well, why would a boy get anything that says put on lipstick? I mean, do they not get any instructions? No. They don't? No. Why? Don't boys no, need instructions? Not No, boys just go and, and, and ask the girls to dance. I mean, I, maybe I'm wrong if any boys got an instruction, but I can't right, imagine. Ex-Mormon male listeners, let us know if you ever had one of those kits. Yeah, if, if before your first dance where you pulled aside and were given something to tell you how to act. Or dress. Or dress. Yeah, that would be interesting to find that out. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> Continuing. I think the courtship was fairly short. They were married shortly before my dad was shipped off to fight in the latter part of the Korean War and four tours in the Vietnam War. Uh Wow. During this time, my mom lived in the Philippines. Interesting. At some point during his fourth tour, my dad sustained an injury which, following surgery and contracting a local disease, rendered him infertile. Wow. He was given an honorable discharge and came home with a purple heart. They then set up a small holding in Montana. Both of them were good with a rifle, but my mom was better. Wow, little Annie, get your gun action. Mm -hmm. They ran hunting groups on horseback into the wilderness areas for my dad's military buddies and anyone else willing to pay for a guide. Sounds really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. In the late 70s, they decided they wanted kids. Uh, Me and my sister were adopted through LDS Social Services shortly after our births. So the Mormon Church has their own adoption, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What's up with that? How is that even a thing? That's another (laughs) podcast episode. (laughs) Wow. It was arranged that they would adopt a boy and a girl. Both of us came from Mormon families. So that's another thing that happens, right? It's like the LDS Church is adopting within... Mormon families. Yes, because you're told you want your child that you're giving up for adoption to be raised in Mormonism so that they can be sealed and eternal, blah, 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 that they have the one true church. You don't want them to be raised by non-members. Yeah, heathens. So a friend of mine told us this out of her own sister's mouth, that if someone gives up a baby for adoption 
I don't like the term gives up. I don't know what the PC term is now, but if someone gives up their baby through LDS services and is adopted into an LDS family and that family then leaves the church, the baby should be given back to the birth mother or given to a family who is still LDS. Uh, Is that a thing that happens? No, but it's bullshit. It's bullshit that someone would even think that. Is it a common thought process? I I don't know. It makes sense. Only because someone's like, well, I'm giving my baby up because I'm a teenager or whatever, but I want this baby to be raised in the one true church. And then if that family doesn't do that, then the baby needs to go to a family who will. That is insane. It's crazy shit. Uh, Sarah says, both of us came from Mormon families. That is all we know about my sister's parents. As for me, I was born very premature, and my birth parents gave me up because they could not afford the care I needed. I have an older brother out there somewhere— and probably younger birth siblings. My sis came along 18 months after I did. My dad went back to work for the USAF as a financial manager, working his way through the civvy ranks to become one of the best comptrollers around. My mom was mostly a, oh, stay at home mom. There you go, S-A-H-M. I was like, oh, I love the acronyms. You know, <laughs> stay at home no, mom. Stay at home mom. <laughs> My mom was mostly a stay at home mom, but when we were around Baptismal age, eight for those of you following at home, <laughs> she went out to work also for the USAF. See, I knew there were some more initials. The dogs are hey. trying to kill themselves right now or each other. Hey! <laughs> what are they fighting over? It's the fucking antler. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this rubber antler that no one gave two shits I'm about. cut all this out. Why? <laughs> This is so funny. <laughs> this this is what we go through to give you all a good podcast. We have two dogs fighting to the death over good? a rubber antler. <laughs> I don't know. It's arguable if this is a good part of the podcast. When, when, we, when we only had Eddie, I bought the rubber antler, and he didn't care about it. Didn't lick it. Didn't carry it around. It just sat in a corner. And then we got Domino, and now suddenly they will fight to the death over this stupid rubber antler, mm-hmm. which is what was going on right now, all that racket that you heard. Yeah. Do not cut this out. The listeners need to know <laughs> Do what we go through. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Leave it in, Dan. Okay. So she went to work also for the USAF, mostly secretarial, but making a name for herself and moving up. Go mom. Having an influential husband has its perks. How about that? So we moved around a bit. It was a fairly typical Mormon upbringing, regular attendance, Church plays, musicals, potlucks. I bet there was jello at those potlucks. Uh, duh. Uh-huh. My mom protesting how Relief Society never talked about how to change a tire or clean a gun. <laughs> <laughs> True story. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But was always about knitting stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My dad serving on several bishoprics, my sister rebelling, and me repressing my desires to cross-dress and hanging out with an all-girl social group. I then served my mission in Texas. It was interesting. I never really got properly indoctrinated, what with my mom being a strong, independent woman, within the bounds of Mormonism, Sarah adds, and just realizing that what I thought was the warm feelings from the Holy Ghost were just kind of feel-good stuff that can come from any source. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. One of the best parts of my mission was when I was paired with another missionary in a leadership role. He was in charge of one pair of elders and two pairs of sister missionaries. We had a lot of get-togethers with a group, mainly because he was crushing hard on one of the sisters. (laughs) There you go. Her partner was fun to be around as well, but even for a hormonally charged young adult, she didn't do anything for me. 
I swear, some of the social gatherings felt more like a Mormon double date than a group of missionaries out to proselytize to the great unwashed. (laughs) (laughs) Great unwashed. Mm -hmm. Is that a common expression? No, but I liked it. (laughs) You know, sinners are unclean. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. We have talked about dating, like this meat market. Yes, I meat think market. You've so even it. in the mission field where you're not supposed to be dating, it's still a meat market. There's so many people marry someone that they met on their mission or flirt to convert. Flirt to convert. They don't necessarily date on their mission. Sometimes they do, but they meet their spouse on their mission. Yeah. Uh, we are going to get to part two of this letter right after a break. Are we paying bills? We are. We'll be right back. All righty. We're back. Hello. Sarah continues, I came home honorably, started college. Then, like a dutiful elder, I looked for a wife. I mean, that's what you do, right? Yeah. You're like 20. That's what they tell you when you go home from your mission. That's what your mission president will tell you. Elder, now it's time for you to find a wife. It's so young to me. It's super young. It's crazy. Yeah. I can't imagine. I'm barely of marrying age now. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Brent was, he didn't get married until he was home for his, from his mission for two years. That's actually a long time in missionary age. And he, to this day, says, I was too young. Mm. I was way too young to be getting married. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. I was insecure. Right. I had no knowledge of, of how to like be a husband. Like way too young. Sure. And then starting to have kids, like, right after that. Yeah. I was from a small branch with a small dating pool, all who knew me too well. So I joined the singles ward, Mm because that's what you're supposed to do, right? Meat market, yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that was fun. I'm thinking that's sarcastic. (laughs) Like, pulling teeth fun. Oh, there you go. So there you go, because that's not actually fun at all, as it turns out. Yeah, I don't (laughs) enjoy the 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 teeth part. That's true. (laughs) I got my motorcycle license, as you do, Mm -hmm. (laughs) grew my hair out, got a good denial beard going, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, and would rock up to the chapel in my white shirt and tie, black jeans, black leather chaps, all right, and black biker leather jacket. Mm -hmm. The bishop had more than one chat with me about my rebellious ways. Oh, come on, shirt and tie. He's wearing a fucking tie. right. Give him a break. Yep. And that's why none of the girls were really all that interested, according to the bishop, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and why I was ostracized by most of the men. Mm. Wow, just because of a motorcycle and chaps? What the Mm, hell? Maybe there's more to the story. I mean, Sarah's mom packs a gun, is what I'm saying. Right. And knows how to clean one. Mm -hmm. I managed to date a couple girls, though, never seriously, but met my future wife through online chats, a Mormon chat on Yahoo, when that was a thing, and also in general chess channels. Okay. We got close. She lived in the UK. I was in California. We basically fell for each other. She visited me, met my parents, who were very pleased I had managed to finally meet someone. I came over to the UK where my future mother-in-law took a distant hatred towards me. Oh, man. That sucks. Yeah. My wife and I got married, had three kids in total, two when the next bit happened. In the branch we attended... There was one incredibly distasteful woman. My wife thinks she fancied me in my beard and colored shirts and long hair. Okay, so what's wrong with a colored shirt? Oh, no, it's white shirt and tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember, so my brother Mark had like a plaid shirt because he was kind of an 80s kid. Okay. And he would wear it with a tie. My dad didn't love that, but whatever. My dad was a little more lenient on that. But when we visited Utah one summer and we went to church in Utah ward, 
People looked at him like he was the devil because <laughs> everyone, white shirt and tie, and here's Mark in like plaid and like a pink tie because he was 80s, you know? Wow. Yeah. Wow. So an entire congregation full of men wearing white shirts. Mm-hmm. And ties. Well, I got that part. Mm-hmm. Can you have a little bit of creativity with a tie or anything? Yeah. Okay. So my wife thinks she fancied me in my beard and colored shirts and long hair. This woman was so not my type and about 20 years too old anyway. (laughs) She took to gaslighting my wife, trying to flirt with me, to which I was completely oblivious, and then escalated to trapping my wife in the lady's toilet to berate her for her perceived faults. Wow. Wow. The hell? God. In the bathroom. I mean, a lot of shit goes down. (laughs) Ah, yes, it does. If you flush. If that's true. (laughs) Sorry, listeners. We can't help ourselves. Mm -mm. We tried to get help from the branch president, but this woman, even though she didn't hold the priesthood, had control of her little fiefdom. Even taking it up to the stake presidency did no good. Bullying is endemic within the cult. And it is a primary tool for keeping us independent thinkers in line. And, you know, I just feel like that attitude, that behavior trickles down. Yeah. Like if you learn from the top, from the quorum of the 12 or whatever, mm-hmm. that bullying is okay. Like that's what you do to keep people in line. You make threats, you bully, yeah. you strong yeah. arm. And somehow you grow to believe that you are um, able to be judge and jury of other people mm-hmm. because that's taught to you. Yep. And you believe you're righteous enough to pass judgment doesn't matter if you're male or female. You can just adopt that behavior. Yeah. There were a couple of times where my wife was pushed and slapped by this woman. Jesus. I know. Maybe in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Meeting in the ladies' room. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But no action was taken, and we were made afraid to go to the police over these matters. Wow. Wow. Our eldest, a daughter, was in the kids' classes five years old or so. This woman had put herself in charge of the four or five kids that were between five and eight years old or so. Can't really remember, she says. One day, our daughter came out exhausted like she had had a 45-minute tantrum. Now, the kids were looked after in a porta cabin separated from the chapel, so we couldn't hear this. I imagine that's like some sort of little annex trailer type of thing. Yeah, sounds right. Okay. I went to a couple of classes in college like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that were just... You felt like the redheaded stepchild going mm-hmm. to the annex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it took us a few days to get our daughter to tell us what happened. She was so scared of this woman. She had been shouted at repeatedly, made to sit on her hands, told never to speak, and when she whispered to a friend, she was grabbed and shoved into a corner Mm-mm. by this awful woman. Mm-mm. No, she didn't. <laughs> She was pushed back there several times until she was all out of tears and strength. Oh, poor thing. I mean, it's like a five-year-old or something. If someone did that to Smashy, I would be killing everyone. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, mm -mm. Mm -mm. I know. I would, too. We never went back to the branch, but we're okay with the missionaries visiting. I mean, it's not like they're going to go back there. So what's the point of the missionaries visiting? Who knows? During this time, we moved from one local authority house to a larger one closer to my work. What's a local authority house? Do you know? Do you have any idea? Is it like a branch? Yeah, this sounds foreign. Maybe UK, maybe... This could be a UK thing. Help us out, Sarah. What's a local authority house? Maybe like just like the local church building. Okay, maybe. 
Our new neighbors were proper shitheads. <laughs> right <laughs> or shitheads. Shitheads. If you're watching your language. <laughs> they would pound on our walls. Wow. Slash the tires of any car parked out in front of our house. <laughs> Yikes. Smashed car windows several times. Too many things to list. The police were a regular fixture at our house towards the end of our time there. The situation at the local cult and our neighbors all became too much, and we bought a house of our own on short notice with financial help from my wife's gay best friend. Oh, gotta love the gays, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I should mention, this gay man was the best man at our wedding. Because of the peculiarities of living in Scotland, there you go, Scotland, we have to get married in a civil service, chapel, courthouse, anywhere it's legally binding, before going to be sealed in a temple in England. Scotland ain't got none, and the whole country has been told they ain't getting one if they don't start appreciating what they've got. Uh, I'm not sure what that means. A temple? Maybe a temple. Yeah, yeah. No temple in Scotland, maybe. Okay. We had no contact with the church following this last move. Things were okay for a while. Our third child was born, and that took a heavy toll on my wife's health. A couple more years, and I just imploded. I was put on a course of antidepressants as I had been diagnosed with depression and anxiety. I was both afraid that the missionaries or church would find us, and I had nightmares where the neighbors would find us again. Good Lord. Between the neighbors and these weirdos at church. The treatment started going well, but my wife and my relationship had really been through the ringer. We separated so we could both find ourselves again. After six months or so, the plan was to get back together and see how we did together. I visited the kids, of course, and we still had family days out. We just weren't living together. My wife had left some of her clothes behind. She was planning to come back after all, but in trying to discover myself, I stopped repressing the desire to cross-dress. I put on one of the dresses that she hated, and amongst all the learned shame— There was something that just felt good and right. It was like what I had been taught an intense spiritual experience should be like, but my faith was pretty much gone by then. I didn't keep this from my wife and told her immediately. So basically, putting on a dress felt like a spiritual experience. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Probably way more spiritual than any stupid church thing felt like. For sure. Yeah, because I'm starting to think that's all (laughs) fun. Good point. Mm Mm-hmm. Her reaction was priceless. She wasn't sure what to say. She wasn't surprised, but also hadn't been expecting it. She said, that's fine. Just buy your own tights. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. We spent the next few months determining what this meant for us and eventually got back together. It took a few years for me to figure out that I wasn't a cross-dressing man. I was a woman. For the past few years... I was presenting male at work, but female in every other aspect of my life. I started hormone replacement therapy, and eventually my wife said I looked more like a girl dressing up in guy clothes when I went to work. Interesting. At the start of this year, I went what's called full-time, where the old male me is gone from all aspects of my life, and only the woman remains. Congratulations. It's awesome, Sarah. Yeah, I know that must be a big step. My depression isn't gone, nor is my anxiety, but it is better, a lot better. Being able to be who I was always meant to be has lifted a huge weight off my shoulders. I don't know what would have happened had I not been born into the covenant, but I like to think I would have accepted my womanhood earlier. Probably. Probably. Yeah. 
As far as my sexuality is concerned, I was exclusively into women before the transition, and I am exclusively attracted to women after the transition. So, mm. hello, my fellow lesbians. Oh, <laughs> welcome to the lesbian. I know we group. need a better word than fellow, though. Fellow lesbians. No, no, you're Think right. about it. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like when we say guys to a group of people. That's yeah. true. Sarah, welcome to the lesbian lair. There you go. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> My wife calls herself straight and does not accept the label of bisexual. Okay. The woman I am today is better than the man she thought she was marrying. I get that. Yeah. She loves me dearly, but couldn't imagine herself being with another woman. We have both been met with some degree of hostility from the LGBTQ community because we don't want to split up. We have talked and neither of us is up for seeing other people, even casually. We're just not wired for any sort of open relationship. It works for us, and we are happy. So there you go. That's the letter. I love it. Um, yeah, you Wait know what? F- Who cares what other people think? Well, that's what I was going to say. Sarah, good job in not feeling like you have to fit into a whole new box. You know, you left the Mormon box. There's no exact way to do things. Just do you. And if if you and your wife are happy in your relationship, then who cares? Yeah, who cares about labels? No, it doesn't you. matter. You be you. Absolutely. I'm, I'm proud of you for that. That's yeah. awesome. And uh, here's to Scotland not having a temple. I had no idea. I probably piss my dad off. My dad's always like, oh, you're a Scottish heritage. He likes to say Scottish. Does he? Only that one time? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You know, when I um, was coming out of the closet, I was so afraid to look like a lesbian. Oh, yeah. I know. I guess you just have to unlearn that stuff. Yeah. It takes time. It does. It does. It does. And give yourself that time. It's great. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm reading about this right now. There are wow. no LDS temples in Scotland. I think that's awesome. I hope it's some kind of thing like the Scottish going like fuck like, that, get that shit. Keep that fucking cult out of here. <laughs> oh man, that would be fantastic. I love you Scotland. Scotland. Really? <laughs> really? That you're going to be doing this now? Uh, it's kind of great. Here's what's great about it is my dad likes to tout our Scottish Scot- heritage. Scottish being the ones who came to America and then got duped into Mormonism. He doesn't use the word duped. No, this is my (laughs) saying, but my homeland of Scotland has no temple. I know. I love it. Hey, you know what? I was never LDS, but um, Wallace is one of my surnames, family surnames. Maybe we need to take a trip to Scotland. Maybe we do and not visit the temple. Not that I could get in. Well, you couldn't either. I couldn't either. And guess what? There isn't one. Uh, No. (laughs) Love that shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for that yeah, letter. Thank you, Sarah. That was really cool. And uh, I probably butchered some of it because, you know, Scottish and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not to mention the dogs wreaking Extra, havoc. like OUs and words like favor and things. <laughs> Fancy, like, true English shit. <laughs> Fancy Not American. True English. Yeah, America. Yeah. <laughs> We're in America here, and we don't put U's in words like favor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. Should we wrap this one Let's up? Wrap it up. Put a bow on it. Okay. And we already talked about apostate coffee, didn't we? We did. We'll talk about it again, or you guys can just rewind. So, whatever. <laughs> whatever you want to do. Is rewinding still a thing? I guess it's just... Uh, you you can push the start over, button. and then, um, yeah. <laughs> just hit that back by 15 seconds. Yeah, keep button going. A lot. Keep going. More, more, <laughs> more. Keep more. going. Okay. You're close. Warmer, warmer. <laughs> just kidding. All right. Oh, Jesus. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And thank you, Sarah, for your letter. As a reminder, if you would like to write us a letter, we hope you do. Do it. Please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash contact. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. We will talk to you all again real, real soon. Okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs>